Welcome to the Refuge Recovery Podcast. Refuge Recovery is a worldwide community of people who are using the practices of mindfulness, compassion, forgiveness, and generosity to heal the pain and suffering that addiction has caused in our lives and the lives of our loved ones. This podcast is for all those interested in and all those already practicing refuge recovery to find freedom from addiction of all kinds. To support this podcast and your refuge recovery, please donate using the link in the show notes. Okay, welcome. It is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And um, this is the Thursday night uh, offering from Refuge Recovery World Services, uh, something that I don't know how long I've been doing it. I want to say six months or so, um, something like that. Um, and over the last however long it's been, however many months, we've gone through the book uh, chapter by chapter. And um, I've read the book and we've done some commentary. I've, I've done some commenting, commentary, and um, we've had some opportunity for Q&A. And we've spent the last couple of months going through the um, guided meditations that we do in the refuge recovery meetings and meditating together. Um, and we, we finished the book. Um, we, we, we made it all the way through beginning to end. We didn't read the stories, but we read the core text and, and all of the guided meditations together. And so now um, we're gonna go back through the book a bit and I'd like to focus on and highlight some of the uh, very important pieces. Uh, and somebody pointed out to me that they're, uh, you know, one of the core important pieces of our recovery program of refuge recovery is the forgiveness meditation, the practice of forgiveness, the experience of uh, making amends, asking for forgiveness. Um, and in the book, for some reason or other, when I was writing it and, and editing it and um, the uh, script for the guided forgiveness meditation didn't make it into the back of the book. I know we have it on the website, we have it available. It's in the meeting, most meetings are doing it. There's a couple of places in the book where the guided meditation is there, but the script that we read in meetings isn't actually in the book, so. I think I'm actually gonna spend this whole month, I'm gonna spend the next four weeks focusing on forgiveness. Um, tonight, we're going to look at what it says in the book. We're going to do an overview uh, of the practice with all three categories. And then over the next three weeks after tonight, um, we're going to take the categories one by one and do a guided meditation on just asking for forgiveness. And we'll have a, a, probably a deeper discussion about not only internally asking for forgiveness for the ways that we've caused harm, but also... Uh, the importance of making amends, of making direct amends, of contacting the people that we've harmed and, uh, and asking for forgiveness and making amends. And then we'll get into the offering forgiveness and the ways that um, in meditation, uh, you know, the mind continues to, to resent and how forgiveness meditation can free uh, us, free the mind from resentment. And then the third uh, practice where we'll spend a whole night just 
doing self-forgiveness and discussing and practicing with uh, all of the ways that uh, we have the ability to come to a, a self-forgiveness, come to letting go of the ways that we have been holding on to anger and resentment and um, guilt and shame uh, through a process of forgiveness. Hope that makes sense and uh, welcome. And I hope you join me for all four sessions this next four weeks. Um, you know, in the book and in several places in that kind of thing around effort where it talks about what kind of practices we should be doing in the first year and what kind of practices we should be doing in, you know, five years in and five to 10 years in and 10 to 15 years and 15 to life. And in every single part of that, it says, keep doing the forgiveness practice until you have no more resentments. <laughs> you know, so if you're 10 years in and you don't have any resentments, no need to do forgiveness practice. But if you have any resentments, keep doing the forgiveness practice. And um, although I'm sure I'm a hypocrite in some areas of my life, this is one of the areas of my life and my practice that I'm not a hypocrite. 32 years in, I'm still doing forgiveness practice. <laughs> I'm not only suggesting that you do it, I'm continuing to do it myself. And I have experienced periods where there's not much resentment, where the forgiveness has uh, taken root and things, you know, I have a lot of for, uh, letting go. And, um, and then there's uh, experiences that happen where I get resentful again and, and I start to, you know, apply the forgiveness practice again. So um, I believe that it's an ongoing, lifelong companion for most of us. Uh, could be wrong. Maybe some of you will get to the place of total forgiveness and then, uh, you know, smooth sailing, but uh, that's probably unlikely. Again, a reminder, and I, you know, started saying this at some point a little bit more recently, just to remind everybody, this is not a refuge recovery meeting. Refuge recovery meetings are peer-led and, uh, you know, everybody participates. Um, this is an offering of Refuge Recovery World Services by me. I am a Dharma teacher. I am the founder of the program. I wrote the book, all of that stuff. So I'm actually, this is a, a kind of a teacher-led experience. And we don't do a lot of that in Refuge. Uh, and the meetings are not that. And if you are going to a meeting where somebody's playing teacher, please let us know. We don't want that to be happening. <laughs> meetings really should be peer-led you know, where we are supporting each other, you are supporting each other, and nobody's holding court. <laughs> um, but this is a different experience. So welcome, thanks for joining me. Uh, one moment, I have to let my dog out. Be right back. Sometimes you gotta let the dog out. Several different places in the book we talk about forgiveness, but I think probably the clearest place for us to look at to start with is on page 34. 
from the section uh, on the Eightfold Path, the first, first section of the Eightfold Path on understanding, where we, um, you know, following up the importance of understanding karma, cause and effect, understanding impermanence, understanding the unsatisfactory nature of all conditioned phenomena and the impersonal nature of conditioned phenomena. Then we turn towards understanding what forgiveness is and how to do it. Underlying most addictions is a deep well of pain. The pain of our life has been caused by people and circumstances that have hurt us. We have usually responded with resentment, anger, and hatred towards the cause of our pain. The more we hate, the more we create layers of suffering and confusion on top of our pain. All of this pain and suffering gives addicts more and more reasons to crave the substances or behaviors that temporarily distract them from or alleviate this pain. As we've already learned, pain is unavoidable, but suffering can be eased by meeting our pain with compassion rather than hatred. This brings us to the necessity of forgiveness. We can learn to meet the pain of our lives with care and compassion, but we first have to embark on the process of forgiving ourselves and others for all the harms we have experienced and caused. Forgiveness is a process that continues throughout our lives. It begins when we begin to understand how to forgive. The practice of forgiveness has three aspects or categories. Number one, asking for forgiveness from those whom we have harmed through both meditation and amends. Two, offering forgiveness to those who have harmed us in the meditation. Three, forgiving ourselves for all of the ways we have harmed ourselves and others, meditation and living amends. The practice of forgiveness is done in meditation through the repetition of phrases of forgiveness. When we ask for forgiveness, we say one of the following, I ask your forgiveness. Please forgive me for having caused you harm. I, know under, I now understand that I was unskillful and that my actions hurt you. And I ask your forgiveness. When we offer forgiveness, we can say, I forgive you. I forgive you for all of the ways that you have caused me harm. I now offer you forgiveness, whether the hurt came through your actions thoughts or words. I know you are responsible for your actions and I offer you forgiveness. And when we offer ourselves forgiveness, we say, I forgive you. I forgive you for all of the ways that you have caused me harm. I now offer you forgiveness whether the hurt came through my actions, thoughts or words. I know I am responsible for my actions and I offer myself forgiveness.
forgiveness. Now, I'm, I might go a little bit. I'm going to comment here for a moment. I wrote this probably about 10 years ago. And um, since that time, my own forgiveness practice and the way that I teach it and encourage it has been, uh, maybe it's softened a little bit or something, but it's changed a little bit where I primarily encourage people to say, and I say in my own practice, I forgive you as much as I can in this moment. So it doesn't say that in the book. It's this kind of, it's this statement that's just saying, I forgive you. Now, if we add this simple, humble acknowledgement that our forgiveness is not perfect, but that it's an aspiration, that it's an intention, I forgive you as much as I can in this moment. Because the reality is, and I'm, we can't force it, we can't make it, it's not a decision. You know, we can say, I forgive you. And then your resentful mind can say, no, I don't. <laughs> Fuck no, I don't forgive you at all. Uh, and so we don't want forgiveness to be a lie. Right? We don't want our meditation to be this like way that we're lying to ourselves. And it's one of the differences between Buddhist aspirational practices and uh, other practices that are like um, uh, affirmations where you're saying something that you want to be true, but it's not true yet. I want to forgive you. I have the intention to forgive you. Uh, I forgive you as much as I can right now, as much as is available in this moment. That way it's more honest. That way that I feel like it brings a little bit more integrity to the process of forgiveness. Of course, we can't just say the phrases or do the meditation a couple of times and be done with it. We can't just decide to forgive and magically let go of all the past pains and resentments. But it has to begin somewhere. It begins with the understanding that all harm caused comes out of suffering and ignorance. There is no such thing as wise abuse or enlightened harm. This is the core truth of harm. It always comes from confusion. Anger, violence, and all forms of abuse and betrayal are always motivated by ignorance or confusion. When the mind is clear, however, it is incapable of intentionally causing harm. The awakened mind acts with only wisdom and compassion. That understanding of harm has crucial implications for us as we practice forgiveness. It forces us to distinguish between the confused, suffering actors and the actions themselves. This is perhaps the most essential understanding in forgiveness, the separation of actor from action. Whether the harm that requires forgiveness was an unskillful act that we carried out, hurting someone else, or an unskillful act on the part, uh, on the part of another that we felt victimized by, we must see that the act and the actor are not the same thing. 
Most of the time, the anger and resentment we hold is directed against the actor in our minds. We don't separate the abuser from the abuse. But this is exactly what we must do. We must come to understand that confusion comes and goes. An action from a confused and suffering being in the past doesn't represent who that being is forever. It is only an expression of that being's suffering. And if we cling to resentment over past hurts, we simply increase our own suffering. By holding on to our anger and resentments, we make our own lives more difficult than they need to be. At the same time, we also understand cause and effect, and we know that everyone is fully responsible for their actions. We don't have to punish. Everyone, everyone is already fully accountable for what they have done. Some actions may not be forgivable, but all actors are. There is always the possibility of compassion for the actor, the person whose own suffering has spilled out, on, has spilled onto other people. There is always potential for mercy towards the suffering and confused person who hurts another. To recover, we must clearly see that we have been in a lot of pain for a long time and that our pain has affected others. Then we can begin to see that the people toward whom we have been holding resentment had also been in pain and that they had spilled their pain onto us. This allows us to separate the person from the action and finally see the confused human being behind his or her hurtful actions. This may be the hardest part, not associating the people with their actions, but seeing them as confused human beings, trying their best and failing miserably, just as we may have at times. Most of us have found that having a compassionate attitude towards everyone in our life is, an incredibly, is incredibly challenging. It may take years of trying and failing to come to a real sense of this understanding. That's a common experience because forgiveness can't be forced. Having held on to anger and resentment for so long, we have allowed that reaction to become our habit and habits take time and intentional action to break. Through forgiveness, we retrain our mind and heart to respond in a new and more useful way. By separating the actor from the action, we get to the root of the suffering, both caused and experienced. This is a counterintuitive process. Our biological instinct is to respond to all forms of pain with aversion, anger, hatred, and resentment. The basic survival instinct of the human animal. It works quite well to protect us from external harm, yet it seems to create an even more harmful inner experience. The process of forgiveness is the process of freeing oneself from internal suffering. But forgiveness is not a selfish pursuit of personal happiness. For addicts, it is a necessity for our recovery. If we don't forgive, we will never maintain abstinence. Resentment will lead to relapse over and over again and again. 
The great thing is that this not only leads to healing in ourselves, it alleviates suffering in the world. As each one of us frees ourselves from resentments that cause suffering, we simultaneously relieve our friends, family, and community of the burden of our unhappiness and the wreckage of our addictions. This is not a philosophical proposal. It is a verified and practical truth. Through our suffering and lack of forgiveness, we tend to do all kinds of harmful, hurtful things. We close ourselves off from love out of the fear of further pains and betrayal. To forgive may leave us feeling vulnerable, but you will come to see that it is perfectly safe, even liberating to be vulnerable. A common feeling among many of us who have felt injured by others is that forgiveness is a gift that the offender has not earned. Yet does our lack of forgiveness really punish them? Or does it just make our hearts hard and our lives unpleasant? Is forgiveness a gift to others or to oneself? When it comes to forgiving ourselves, we are both the giver and the recipient of the gift. We are stuck with ourselves for a lifetime. So we might as well find the best way of understanding and accepting the pains of the past. It is in our best interest and the most beneficial thing we can do for others too, to meet ourselves with compassion rather than resentment. Though this sounds simple and straightforward, forgiving oneself is often the most difficult and most important work of one's lifetime. It helps if we investigate our mind's tendency to judge and criticize ourselves, paying special attention to any feelings of unworthiness or self-hatred. If we bring a friendly awareness to our mind's fears and resentments, we may discover that our minds are actually just trying to protect us from further harm. The barrage of fears and insecurities may be a psychological defense system an attempt to avoid future harm, a confused attempt, of course, because resentment and anger towards oneself never leads to happiness. But if we understand, but if we can understand and accept that we have been confused, we may find it easier to begin to meet ourselves with mercy and with forget and forgiveness. Responding to the judging mind with the kind of gentle patience and understanding that we would show a sick and confused friend. While some resentments seem to vanish for up forever, others certainly come and go. The most important thing to remember is that we must live in the present. And if in the present moment, we are still holding on to old wounds and betrayals, it is in this moment that forgiveness is called for. The experience of forgiveness may be temporary more may be revealed. And if and when that happens, we have the tools to forgive again and again. The truth is the experience of forgiveness is a momentary release. And we don't and can't forgive forever. Instead, we forgive only for the present moment. This is both good news and bad. For the good part, is that you can stop judging yourself for your 
inability to completely and absolutely let go of resentments once and for all. We forgive in one moment and get resentful again in the next. It's not a failure to forgive. It's just a failure to understand impermanence. The bad news is that forgiveness is not something that will ever be done with. It's an ongoing aspect of our lives and it necessitates a vigilant practice of learning to let go and living in the present. So let's meditate. We'll go through all three categories. And um, find a way to sit that's upright, relaxed. And then after the meditation, we can have some discussion about forgiveness. Find a comfortable place to sit. Relax into the sitting posture. Take a few moments to settle into the position by intentionally releasing any held tension in your face, neck, shoulders, chest, or abdomen. Bring your attention to the present moment through the breath awareness practice. After settling into the present time experience of sitting with awareness of the breath, allow the breath to come and go from your heart's center. Imagine breathing directly in and out of your heart. Feel what is present in your heart mind and begin to set your intention to let go of the past through letting go of resentments. Say the word forgiveness in your mind and acknowledge how it feels to consider letting go. When you are ready, bring to mind some of the ways that you have harmed others. Have betrayed or abandoned them. Include both the intentional and unintentional acts of harm you've participated in. Acknowledge and feel the anger pain, fear, 
or confusion that motivated your actions. Begin to ask for forgiveness from those you have harmed. I ask your forgiveness. Please forgive me for having caused you harm. I now understand that I was unskillful and that my actions hurt you. And I ask your forgiveness. saying these phrases slowly over and over in your own mind. Pause between each phrase. Bringing attention to your heart, body's reaction to these practices. Feel the feelings that arise with a lack of feeling. Acknowledge the desire to be forgiven. The mind gets too lost in the story and begins rationalizing and blaming. Simply bring your attention back to the breath and body in the present moment. Then continue repeating the phrases. I ask your forgiveness. Please forgive me for having caused you harm. I now understand that I was unskillful and that my actions hurt you. And I ask your forgiveness. Spend a couple more minutes repeating these phrases and reflecting on your past unskillfulness. Remembering to soften your belly when it gets tight with judgment or fear.
Relax back into breathing in and out of your heart center. Take a few moments to let go of the last aspect of the exercise. begin to reflect on all of the ways in which you have been harmed in this lifetime. Remember that you are attempting to forgive the actors, not the actions. And that just as you have been confused and unskillful at times, those who have hurt you were also suffering or confused. Bring to mind and invite back into your heart those who have caused you harm with as much mercy and compassion as possible. Begin offering forgiveness to those who have harmed you, those whom you've been holding resentment towards with these same phrases. I forgive you as much as I can in this moment. I forgive you as much as I can in this moment for all of the ways that you have caused me harm. I now offer you forgiveness, whether the hurt came through your actions, thoughts, or words. I know you are responsible for your actions and I offer you forgiveness. Pause between each phrase, bringing attention to your heart, mind, bodies, reactions to this practice. Feel the feelings that arise or the lack of feeling. Acknowledge the desire to forgive. If the mind gets too lost in the story and begins rationalizing, blaming, simply bring the attention back to the breath and body and begin repeating the phrases again. If you can't remember all of the phrases, that's okay. The core of it is, I forgive you as much as I can in this moment. 
see who shows up. You have your lists of the people you want to forgive, the people you're not so sure about. Maybe you have the reservations, the list of no fucking way, not them. That's okay. Let there be a whole bunch of people you're not ready forgive, to forgive. Just work on the ones that you're ready to forgive. Smaller resentments. Don't go for the big ones. I forgive you as much as I can in this moment. I forgive you for all of the ways that you've caused me harm. I now offer you forgiveness, whether the hurt came through your actions, thoughts, or words. I know you are responsible for your actions and I offer you forgiveness. Letting go of the phrases, bring attention back to your direct experience of the present moment. Feeling the breath as it comes and goes. Softening the belly and relaxing into the present. Attempts to let go of all levels of this exercise. Relaxing back into the experience of your breath at the heart center. When you are ready, begin to reflect on yourself. Acknowledge all of the ways that you have harmed yourself. Contemplate your life and your thoughts and feelings and actions towards yourself.
allow a heartfelt experience of the judgmental and critical feelings you carry towards yourself. Just as we have harmed others, there are so many ways that we have hurt ourselves. We have betrayed and abandoned ourselves many times through our thoughts, words, and deeds, sometimes intentionally, often unintentionally. Begin to feel the physical and mental experience of sorrow and grief for yourself and the confusion in your life. Breathing into each moment with each feeling that arises, soften and begin to invite yourself back into your heart. Allow forgiveness to arise. Picture yourself now or at any time in your life and reflect on all of the ways in which you've judged, criticized, caused emotional or physical harm to yourself with as much mercy and compassion as possible. Begin to offer yourself forgiveness. Perhaps pic picturing yourself as a child and inviting the disowned aspect of yourself back into your own heart. I forgive you as much as I can in this moment to yourself. I forgive you for all of the ways that you've caused me harm to yourself. I now offer you forgiveness, whether the hurt came through my actions, thoughts, or words. I know I am responsible for my actions and I offer myself forgiveness. Pause between each phrase, bringing attention to your heart, mind, body's reactions to these practices. Feel the feelings that arise or the lack of feeling. Acknowledge the desire to be forgiven, to forgive yourself. If the mind gets lost in story and begins rationalizing and blaming, simply bring the attention back to the breath and body in the present moment. And then begin again, saying to yourself, I forgive you as much as I can in this moment.
for this last round of phrases. Use your own first name so that it's clear that you're talking to yourself from yourself. Use your own first name as you say, I forgive you as much as I can in this moment. I forgive you for all of the ways that you've caused me harm, that I've caused myself harm. And now offer myself forgiveness whether the hurt came through my actions, thoughts, or words. I know I'm responsible for my actions and I offer myself forgiveness. Letting go of that final aspect of self-forgiveness. Send yourself a moment of gratitude for trying to free yourself from the long-held resentments that make life more difficult than it needs to be. Inwardly bowing to yourself, thanking yourself embracing yourself, inviting yourself back into your own heart. And when you are ready, allow your eyes to open and attention to come back into the room or space you're in. So we don't have a um, ton of time. I'd like to encourage you to take a moment to just reflect before we get into talking about it, just reflect on what just happened. As you offered forgiveness to the people that 
have harmed you as you ask for forgiveness to the people that you have harmed. You attempted to forgive yourself, your own mind for all of the judgments and fears and cravings and aversions and all of the difficulty of living with this human mind. Sometimes when we um, do this practice, uh, it's emotional and we feel a lot. We feel sadness, we feel regret, maybe we feel uh, shame. Um, sometimes we don't feel anything and it's just like words because we're saying some shit we don't really mean yet. <laughs> we're saying, I forgive you, but there's that other part of your mind that's like, I totally don't. <laughs> or the self-doubt or the unworthiness takes over and says like, yeah, yeah, you can say I forgive you, but you and I both know you don't really deserve it or you don't really mean it. So whatever, you know, whether uh, what I'm saying, um, and, and I know it said it some in the reading, but whether or not the forgiveness is sincere yet, whether or not it's um, feeling like a release. Um, sometimes my experience of forgiveness and many of the heart practices is that rather than feeling like I'm getting relief from them, especially in the early days, it felt actually worse. It felt like it just, uh, you know, put me in contact with a bunch of my pain that I'd rather not look at. And as you know from Buddhism and <laughs> refuge recovery, a lot of what we're doing is turning towards a lot of our pain that we'd rather not look at. Uh, but our, our core feeling, the Buddha's core teachings, and of course, refuge recovery's core feeling is that if we turn towards it, we have the hope of learning to meet it with compassion and forgiveness and to experience some freedom from it. And if we keep turning away from it, we're guaranteed to stay stuck in it. We're guaranteed to continue suffering about it. And so we're asking um, for quite a radical experience here to really turn towards the anger and the hatred and the self-hatred and the justified resentments, you know, and even the way that it's framed in, you know, both intentional and unintentional. I'm like what? I gotta, even the unintentional shit I did, I still gotta take responsibility. <laughs> yes, even the unintentional actions, even the ways that people perceived that we caused them harm we still have to take responsibility for that. Even if it was, even if we know what, well, I wasn't, I was just making a joke. Why are you being so sensitive? You still have to take responsibility. Still have to ask for forgiveness. So in the coming weeks, you know, you see why I want to do a month because there's a lot to talk about here in these different categories and the conversation about Offering forgiveness is a little bit different than asking for forgiveness. Um, and the self-forgiveness is, you know, so there's a lot to unpack here uh, for our recovery. And let's take the next uh, few weeks to do that together.
and uh, to talk about the importance of making amends and the importance of this ongoing process of, of forgiveness that we're committing to in the refuge recovery path. Um, I'm going to take one, maybe two questions. So before you ask, Pause for a moment. And also, if you're somebody like, if, like if there's a big question on your mind right now, think, of, think about it for a moment. If there's a big question on your mind, especially if you're afraid to ask it, or if you're one of the people who doesn't, I feel embarrassed about asking it. If you're one of the people that likes to ask questions every week, <laughs> You don't need to say anything tonight. <laughs> but if you're somebody who's like, ooh, this struck a chord and I don't exactly know how to work with it, but you're a little embarrassed to ask, I invite you to, to ask. Noella, please. Noelia, sorry. You can unmute yourself. Thank you. Um... Yeah, this is, uh, well, what you just said about, um, about the feeling worse, you know, that's something uh, I've been struggling with the past uh, six weeks now, I'm counting, because I'm very uh, forgiving, and I'm very, you know, good with my amends and accountability, but um, lately, God, I'm, you know, I maybe have about three years in recovery, not quite, and this is like, the most difficult time that I've had, like as far as uh, resentments to like the point of, like, I don't even use the word hate. Like, I don't even hate Trump. <laughs> I don't even use that word. I don't let my son say that word. You know, it's like, he could say fuck all he wants, but like not hate. And I'm feeling hateful to the point where I'm like regressing and fantasizing about like violence. And I'm, I have a history of a lot of violence. And so I'm trying to work, you know, and I feel that a lot after my meditations that these feelings really surface. And I'm, you know, like going on six weeks and of trying to do forgiveness and trying to do, you know, things to, to rid myself because I know how toxic the resentment is for me. And um, I'm just... I'm, I'm struggling. I'm really listening to you tonight, but like, I don't know how to get past it. I mean, and it's multiple people. Um, and, um, oh, I hear you. And when you try to see their confusion, their ignorance, their, um, you know, it, it has to start with at least an inkling of empathy for how much confusion they are in. You know, we, we have to, we can't just go to forget, you know, we have to start with this, just reflecting on like, these are suffering fools. <laughs> you know, like, it's okay to be like the enemies, the, you know, these, these people, are deeply confused and they're causing you harm in one way or another, right? That, that you're getting, you're so uh, angry about. 
but it's coming out of their ignorance, their confusion, their suffering. So you have to, the only way to get there is by seeing their pain. Right. Yeah, Can I think you get a glimpse of how much pain they are in? I think about like the immense process and the accountability aspect of it, you know, and looking at my part and, and I do all of that, you know, and, and, and to think about what you're saying as well. Um, um, I don't know, I guess I can't really put a timeline or a time frame to, to how long, but. Um, no, I mean, it's a process, but I mean, I, are you, that's what I'm asking. I mean, this is a question like, are you, trying to see the suffering actors, you know, this process of separating the actions, because we can get so focused on like, you did what you said what you and on the action. Right? Yeah, I do. I, I, I definitely do look at them suffering. And I've even looked at that part in the book again. I mean, I can highlight it, like everything that I've done to work for me before and, and being able to forgive somebody. And, um, it's just like the most difficult time. So I guess, I guess it's a process. It's the most difficult time I feel like I've ever dealt with. Yeah. And, um, well, perseverance and, and, you know, your practice, sometimes forgiveness takes years. You know, I know for me, I, some of the big ones, uh, I had to send them forgiveness regularly for years until I even started to mean it. And then after I started to mean it, I still was like, yeah, I mean it, but I still fucking hate you <laughs> for hurting me. And I see your pain, but I still want you to get hit by a bus. You know, like it was a slow process um, before I kind of came to, uh, for, you know, really uh, for many of us, it takes months and years. And it's not like I've been doing forgiveness for a couple of weeks. It's like, no, no, I've been doing it for a decade. And then it dislodged. And then I was, you know, the neuropathway, the heart opening, whatever it is that happens, settled into like, oh, I actually don't hate that person anymore. I, I actually have compassion for their pain now. But my process, you know, I might be a slow learner and I might have been pretty entrenched in, in it. But uh, my experience is that it's very gradual, the forgiveness process. But again, just that seeing their pain. Good. Yeah, because I'm feeling like a sense of desperation to forgive, and I guess I'm just not ready, and I have to think of it as the process, really. <laughs> yeah, really, like, what if you just give yourself permission not to forgive right now? To sort of, like, set it aside. And and rather rather than full forgiveness right now, it's just, like, tolerance or, you know, allowing them to exist without murdering them. So don't give myself permission to beat their ass, okay? <laughs> no, I would stick to nonviolence. I encourage you to stick to nonviolence. And, and even in your mind, don't give yourself like, it's okay, I'm gonna hate them. Just don't push the, I have to fully forgive them in this moment. It's my intention to get there eventually, but maybe it's part of that um, urgency of I have to be in full forgiveness right now, rather than the humility of like, I just fucking can't right now. I'm not there yet. I want to get there, but I'm just not there yet. And anyways, I hope that that's helpful. It is. The one trick that has worked for me sometimes 
and again, even though a very slow process, uh, is that sometimes if I think of people as children, I don't know, I've got a soft spot for kids. And so if I think of my enemies of uh, when they were kids and um, what kind of suffering they must have experienced to become such unskillful adults. <laughs> but, you know, like I can get much more empathy for children because they seem innocent, right? But adults seem guilty. Um, so sometimes I'll think of my enemies as children and send, you know, forgiveness to that kid who was going to experience the suffering that that kid was going to experience to become the person they were gonna become. So sometimes that's been, I've had success with that. Likewise, for ourselves, thinking of our, you know, if you can't forgive yourself, thinking of yourself as a kid, my cat will also maybe forgive me eventually. Uh, we're just about out of time. I do want to take John's. John, I'm going to let you. I, I'm going to not get to it this week. I'm going to get to uh, We'll have to talk about it next week. But John, I see your message. And let's, we're going over time. Anybody that wants to leave, feel free to leave. I'm going to give like five more minutes or so to John. Uh, thank you for coming tonight. Um, give a donation if you want to. We're going to go a little over time. Uh, John, go ahead. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Um, my question is, why is it important to forgive a person who has not acknowledged that a harm has been done and therefore has not asked for forgiveness? And part two is, would you, do you feel that kind of forgiveness should be done in person? Um, if somebody is not asking for forgiveness, then of course not to be done in person. Uh, it's too weird to go to somebody and be like, I forgive you, <laughs> even though you are, have no idea, you know, <laughs> that you, uh, you know, hurt me so much, or you, even though you don't care or not acknowledging it. So not in person, we don't need to say it. Forgiveness is for us. It's for you. You're the one holding on to the hatred. They may never, the resentment or whatever, they may never acknowledge it. And they probably, most people don't take responsibility for their actions and ask for forgiveness. Is that, is that, is that your, your experience in this world? Do most people that harm you eventually make amends to you? Not really except for us weirdo recovery people who go back through our lives making amends to everybody. Um, but even in recovery, it's not that common. You know, people justify all kinds of shit. So we're forgiving so that we don't have to live with the suffering of holding on to the resentment. It's not for them. They don't need to ask. They don't need to acknowledge it. They don't need to we cannot postpone our freedom until other people wake up and take responsibility. We're forgiving so that we can get free, so that we can stay sober, right? And for, I think this is important for everyone, but for us addicts, it's even more important because that resentment can turn into the cause of a relapse. So we forgive them so we can fucking stay sober. 
so we can stay in recovery, so we can stay free. Uh, even justified resentment is not something that we get to hold on to. And there's plenty of things to be angry about in this world. There's plenty of injustice and ignorance and, you know, there's so much to, but it's, a, it, it's toxic. And we're trying to be healthy. So I hope that makes sense to you. Forgive it does. them for you, not for them. Yes, that was that was a very clear response. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. Okay, that's good for tonight. So good to see everybody. Hang in there with me. Come back next week. We'll have more conversation. We'll get next week into asking for forgiveness and some of the specifics about making amends to everyone. <laughs> you notice that I'm not saying except when to do, except for when you don't feel like it. Everyone, we can make amends. So we'll talk about that next week. And um, thanks for being here tonight. Any merit from our practice be offered out in all directions, all beings. And uh, see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Refuge Recovery Podcast. To learn more about our program of recovery and to connect with others on the Refuge Recovery Path, visit our website, refugerecovery.org, where you will find information, meditations, and links to both in-person and online Refuge Recovery meetings. This podcast is brought to you by Refuge Recovery World Services, a nonprofit created to support our network of refuge recovery groups around the world. Thank you for listening.